So, why do you want to see Detective Pikachu? Just curious. Why? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Pokemon. I always oh, like man. the uh, the cartoon. And I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds, so. I'm gonna say, I think Ryan Reynolds is the only reason to really watch that movie. Not because it's not a bad movie. It's just not geared towards a person yeah. like you. Yeah, yeah. It's geared to people who like to have fun. Oh! Oh! Oh, curmudgeon. And with that, <laughs> let's get started with the show. All right, let's do it. Ooh, wow. Hmm. Uh, who leads who in? Uh, oh, I think it's my turn. Oh, it sucks because that could have been a nice cold open. We don't do cold opens. We should do them more often. I mean, this could be a cold open. All you gotta do is lead us in. Mm. Say something like, well, this is brother. I was brother. about to go in and then you, you tripped all <laughs> over that shit, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, here we go. All right. Welcome to Brother Brother Podcast. Is part therapy, part tongue in cheek, but all real talk. It's episode seventy nine. Seventy nine. We're twenty one episodes away from one hundred. One hundred. The, the century mark. <laughs> uh, with me doing his. I don't know weird voices is that is that what a fully artist is is that what that is fully. i don't even I, I don't i don't know i always hear people say that when people do voices i'm gonna look it up now fully artist is a person who creates or recreates sounds for movies yeah i guess that's right that yeah, works kind of work yeah sunday 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 so so that's what we're gonna call that bit Oh, uh, Foley Artist is like the guy that did the coconut thing for, for like, uh, in Monty Python. Oh, I see. That or, makes more sense. Or, or, um, yeah. Like the guy from, uh, what is that cop movie? Com- the comedy. Oh, the, uh. Not the Naked Gun. Police Academy. Police Academy, right. Or, or somebody who, who, uh, whenever they pull it out a sword, they're like, shink. That's what Foley Artists do. I'm looking I'm a- at pictures, and they got some interesting stuff. It's like these dudes in studios with all these things. Like, there's a guy in in the studio here with a bucket of water, dropping it as like there's a waterfall. Oh, like they've got the things on screen, the the actual, you know, film on screen, and they're they're making this like 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 uh for for the uh lightsaber. That's what yeah. artists do. Huh. I'm surprised. They should get an Oscar for that kind of shit. That's interesting. Now, now I'm, see, this is how you go down rabbit holes. This, this is what the internet allows you to do. This is what happens when you're not in control of your opening. This is what happens. You can go, you can go <laughs> fuck yourself is what you can do. Uh, anyway, uh, what, what we'll be talking about this episode. Uh, we got some Michael Cohen stuff, some Trump news, uh, Boeing, um, you still haven't said my name. I, I know, because I, I'm 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 doing that on purpose because drawing out suspension. I don't like Suspense. I don't like the lip that I'm getting from you. Um, yeah, about to get some about to get these hands. I might not introduce you oh, to the very Lord. end. How about that? And then, hey, I'm I mean, not saying my name. I think we're talking about Game of Thrones two and uh, Endgame. 
kind of going Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones. And that annoying voice that you hear is, um, well, you know who it is. Anyway, the better half of the show. Let's the Carson Corner. The Carson Corner. No, I, I still didn't introduce you. I did. Yeah. But that's okay. I need no introduction. My reputation precedes Unless me. Unless it's a chatty award, right? Not really. Um, no one's that concerned about your fake awards. You guys don't even send out congratulations or paper uh, How would you certificates. Know? You'd have to win one to know what we send out. I've talked to Eldon. Oh. He didn't get shit. Oh, that's true. We don't send anything out. Oh, I maybe, know. Maybe we ought to do that when, with that nice Patreon money. Yeah, if you did that, maybe someone would actually care about winning. Hmm. That's just hurtful. I got a, I got the same awards that the winners got. Yeah. Jack shit. <laughs> Anyways, this is not cinema chat. This is not the cutting room floor. This is brother to brother. Um, Carson and, Corner. And that's Jonathan Brett. Carson. That is me. Yeah. Also known widely as Tempe WMF. Tempe wasted motherfuckers, as Riku likes to say all the time. Oh, Shout out to I like that. I like that. Um, Carson Corner. There's some crazy stuff that went down last week. Uh, there was controversy at the Kentucky Derby. However, Reg and I don't give a fuck about horse racing. I honestly uh, didn't even know there was controversy at the Kentucky Derby until I saw this uh, in the lineup. So what is the controversy? What happened with no, all basically, these people? Uh, these horses were, the horses were running in, on the, in the final uh, quarter mile. Uh, one of the horses, depending upon your view, either blocked or just ran in front of another horse which I guess is illegal, which I don't understand why you can't block another horse in a race. Like, that's the point of a race, to stay in front of the other people. So what, like, one f- horse was in front of the other, and then he was coming, like, on the inside lane, and he was, like, scoot over a bit? Yep, and basically they called that as, like, an illegal bump, and then they disqualified the ho- the, the horse and, obviously, the jockey. And so another horse, a long shot, ended up winning. Um... Yeah, I mean, I saw some report where it costs like betters like forty-two million dollars, basically. Um, but again, I don't give a fuck about horse racing, so fuck them. Mm-hmm. Um, the royal baby also arrived, was given a name, but guess what? We're not British. We're not colonists. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know what's weird about that? It's like we fought a war to not care about that shit, but so many people seem to care about that shit. Just. Not just the royal baby and the royal weddings and all that shit. Just people having babies in general. Kim Kardashian and Kanye just had their third or fourth baby via surrogate. And that shit was like on all these news sites on CNN, on MSNBC. And I'm just like... It's one of those things. I've complained about this for years. If you go, if you listen to In My Humble Opinion, if you listen to the early episodes of this... One of the problems I have with the news media is like we have gone from being news journalistic news to entertainment news. And the fact that like CNN is talking about like the Kardashians baby or any celebrity baby, who gives a fuck? I don't care if Beyonce has a baby. I don't care if the Kardashians, I don't care if the Royals have a baby. I don't care if Trump has another kid. That does, kids are born every fucking day. Like because it's a celebrity baby, I'm supposed to care more. 
Yeah. That's a problem with society. We're all we're so people are so concerned about the lives of other people that they ignore their own lives. Right. You know, like for instance, like it, it kinda ticks me off when people are always talking about how many uh people like like Kim Kardashian frees like Kim Kardashian gets another person out of jail. Like the Innocence Project has been doing that for decades, yo. You know, and because Kim Kardashian does it, all of a sudden it's news. And to be fair, a lot of the people at the in- the people at the Innocence Project get off are innocent. Right. Like, yes, it's good that Kim Kardashian got some people who were over prosecuted and over punished out of prison. That's good. We that's something we do need to fight. However, er. Maybe we should be more excited about the people who have spent their lives not looking for publicity, trying to free innocent people from death row, from prison. Like, those are the people we should be propping up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why don't we know who the best teacher, the best public teacher, public school teacher is? That's the thing. Those, that's the information we should know. Who are the best nurses? Who are the best doctors? Who are the people who are the social workers who are saving women and children? Like, that's the shit we should be highlighting, and not right. just once a year when CNN does their salute to the heroes bullshit. Like, and that's why we have uh, the president that we have. That's why we had Donald Trump because they care more about celebrity than mm-hmm. and ratings than they did about like policy and, and things that are important. Like, that's why that's one of the reasons Joe Biden is number one in the polls right now because it's all about celebrity and name well. recognition. Not only that, also because of the way that they're manipulating polls and not telling well, people yeah, about it. Yeah, that too. That too. And then you have people like Senator Warren out here who's putting out real policy pro- uh, proposals and things like that and is getting jack shit about, like, on the news coverage. And then they want to be like, well, if you can't make news, then that's a problem with your campaign. It's like, that's not really how that works. At, we, at least we know now. Especially oh, no, definitely. now. That's not how that works. Well, I mean, if you've watched CNN for about a month before Bernie Sanders uh, announced his nomination all the way up to now, everything they do about him is shaded in negativity. Like, even when he came out and crushed Kamala Harris's first day donations, they can even... They can't even show that positively. It was, oh, you know, is it old Bernie bros held over from last time? Is it... right? You know, how long is this going to last? How, you know, is, is he going to be able to keep this momentum? Like, it's always negative because they have chosen saviors of who they want to promote. You know, it's, it's fucked. All right, because they want nothing more for Biden to win because he'll protect the corporatocracy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it sucks. It's, it's yeah. garbage all around. Straight up garbage. That has been, um... I don't know what we call that soapbox corner. <laughs> it really has been. I don't know why the Kentucky Derby came up in Carson Corner, honestly. I just wanted to say I don't give a fuck about horse race. <laughs> that's, that's really it. Uh, I have to have some sports talk. You know, uh, the Celtics are done. They got the shit beat out of them. Not that I really care about the Celtics or the pros. Um, Manchester United season is all but over. They have one more game to play, but they're not going to make top four. They'll be in the Europa League next year. So I, I need that, some support. Is that good? Uh, I mean, it's better than not being playing in Europe. But it's definitely the second-hand uh, competition compared to the Champions League. Oh, they're, okay. So they're yeah. not in the best league then? No, they're not in the best European competition. So they're going to lose about 15 to $20 million in 
and um, endorsements and all this other stuff. Because being in the Champions League, you get a you get a bigger purse. You know, each mm-hmm. team gets a portion of the uh, tournament proceeds and um, publicity and all the endorsements and all that jazz. Even if you get knocked out in the opening rounds, you still get a portion as the tournament goes. And obviously, the further you go, you get a, you get more. But just by not even being in the competition, you automatically lose about like fifteen to twenty million dollars. Did they get regulated or something? Or is... no, they. So in each European, in the major four European leagues, the La Liga, the Bundesliga, um, the English Premier League, whatever the French league is called. Um, in those ma- four major leagues, uh, and the Spanish league, five major leagues, the top four teams of each league may automatically qualify for the Champions League. The bottom, the next two, fifth and sixth place, uh, automatically qualify for the Europa League. So they were in top four last year. They're not going to make it this year. So they're they're in sixth place, and they're not going to drop any further than that. And they're not going to move any further higher than. Fifth, which wouldn't matter. So, Europa League. Hmm. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, they were there two seasons ago, and they won it to get back into Champions League. So, what uh, league we'll, were they we'll in see. this year? Were they in the Champions League this year? They were in the Champions League because they finished second uh, two seasons ago. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's been. I, I need something. I needed something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see what else is going in Carson Corner. Uh, you're coming up next week. Yeah, I am. I'm That's gonna be awesome. To that. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, and, he doesn't and it's run out. It's gonna be uh, Game of Thrones week. The, oh, the that's finale, right, the so finale. I get to watch that with you, considering you're the reason I'm even watching it again. Because that's true. You, you've trapped me in a room. Uh, put like. Gun to head. My eyes made me watch and get caught up and watch like the battle of the uh, fatherless kids and yep. and all that stuff. So I'm caught up and I'm watching. Yeah, I gotta say that's kind of my pet peeve is that having to watch shit that you don't really necessarily want to watch just to be part of the conversation. You know, I think the last time I did that was like Harry Potter. And even then, I couldn't care. No, I can't get in there. I couldn't get in the Harry Potter. I still haven't watched the last two movies. Yeah, you're not missing anything. I wish I yeah. had watched them. Yeah, no, it's just and too many. Before Movie Pass, too. What was I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? Um, I got a concert tonight. I'm going to see Run River North, a band you could have seen last week. Well, we talked about that. I'm an we did, and I I regret nothing. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll I'll make sure to enjoy them for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll see if one of the lead singers can uh, be like, "Fuck you, Reggie! You should have seen us in Charlotte." I'll don't, get a film. Don't do that. See if oh, they can uh, if they can film that, and I can spread it all over the interwebs to make you famous. They'll be like, "Who's this Reggie person?" What? Okay, what? you know what? You joke, <laughs> but I know that's something that you would do. You would be like, "My brother didn't come see you guys," and and I'm like, "Who does that help?" Uh, helps me. I get that street cred. They're like, yo, this dude knows artists and shit. They do stuff for him. First Bobby Freedom, then Open Mike, now Run River North. This is a guy to know in Boston. Street cred. Okay. Uh, I won't do that, I promise. I would never do that. Mm. Now that you said not to do that. Mm. 
Uh, but you know, he said, "I don't believe you." I don't believe you. Um, well, I don't think we have too much more in the Carson Corner, but we do need to do something that we failed to do last uh, last week at the beginning of the month, and that is our podcast rundown. I need an echo effect for that. Rundown, rundown, rundown. You know what? We talk about all this production stuff that we're never going to do. That's it's why it's cute. fun. It's kind of cute. That's why it's fun. Um, well, I'll, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Um, this is what original has. In no particular order, but the day that I, guys, the dollop. You start putting these things in order, man. I will not. Put your foot down and stand. The Daily Zeitgeist, the dollop, uh, Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood was so fun. I've been listening to so much of their back catalog that I'm neglecting my regular shows. Um, Ologies, Left, Right, and Center. That That's my top five. All right, well, I'll give you my top five in order. Uh, my number five, the dollop. I... I go through these phases where I don't listen to the dollop just so that I can then listen to like seven episodes in a row. You know what my I it's not a problem, but I'm gonna say that it's my problem with the dollop. It's like a lot of their stuff now is on YouTube. So like I kind of I'm like I'll start listening and they're like, You can listen to this on all things comedy on YouTube and then I like turn it off so I could go watch it on YouTube. And then like sometimes I, I don't get around to watching it on YouTube, you know? I don't watch YouTube, so for me, it's just easier to listen to it because I don't have to... If I'm watching it, it, I'm not doing it whatever else I could be doing. Like, I can I can listen to the dollop while doing my reports at work. I can't watch the dollop and do my reports. I can only do one or the other. That's the reason why I don't... Like, I like the idea of, of podcasts on YouTube, but I'm like, uh, I don't... That seems like the most unnecessary thing ever. You're unnecessary. It's just like, why are you doing this? Unless you're going to make a show out of it, I feel like you're just doing that for your ego. What? You're just like, I want to see my, I want to see, I want others to see myself more. Oh wow! Who'd have thought it? Podcasting, egotistical or ego-driven? Says the guy well, who, I mean, who does a podcast with. A hundred some odd downloads a, a month. I'm just saying, I, mine's not about hearing myself talk. Mine's mm-hmm. about the, the, the discussion. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways, my number four. It could happen here. A podcast about uh, the potential for a civil war, second civil war in America. Is that um, good? I've I keep seeing it everywhere, but I've not actually sat down to try and listen to it. I thoroughly enjoy it because the episodes aren't very long. I think the longest episode might be 47 minutes. Uh, and the host, the same guy who does Behind the Bastards, mm-hmm. yeah, it does such a good job of just giving you the information without the fluff. And it, what I like about it... You know what else? Another reason I, I, st- I didn't get on board with that is because I had a feeling that would just be like that uh, show... Um... This is the end. Yeah, this is the end. Where it's I like, like that show too. Okay, see, I don't like that show because it, it doesn't seem to actually talk about. Well, I mean, it talks about how things can end, but then it's I don't know. It's it just it's just not satisfying because I it feels like they're talking about a bunch of long shots. Like I do not. People talk about there might be a, a new civil war. I just cannot believe that because. Well, I think you should are listen. Just too fucking lazy to do shit. 
<laughs> no, I th- I think you should listen to it, and um, just because if you listen to the episode by episode three, you'll you'll be like, okay, I could I could see this in the in the future, not tomorrow, because that's what I like about it. this isn't about like this is going to happen tomorrow. It's like we are on the road now that if we look back in thirty years, we can say this these were the bricks that caused this to happen. See, I just okay, well, maybe I'll give it a listen, but I just think that's all kind of. Just clickbaity bullshit. Well, I mean, you have to actually listen before you could have an opinion. At least that's what intelligent people no, do. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, mm-hmm. no, I mean, no, I don't think that's necessarily true. Mm-hmm. I said I do need to listen to it, but what I'm saying is I just don't believe the idea that we could be 30 well, years from a... Like, just... We've come too far as a country, and it's not like... Do you think anyone in Syria thought 30 years ago that they would be in the middle of a civil war? But Syria does not have the same kind of history that America has. I'm, what I'm saying is Syria was a stable, basically a stable nation for the last decade. Okay. I mean, last right, century. Right, right, right. But you know what? They had people messing around on a regular with their internal you know, structures and shit like that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you could say that Russia's been fucking with us. That's true. But I mean, it's not like... It's not like we have troops from other countries just walking across our borders on a regular. Syria we, didn't have that either until the last four or five years, when the when ISIS basically flooded out of Iraq into there. It's not like I mean Syria didn't have Syria was has been a stable nation for for a, a long time, over a century. Things collapsed within five years. I'm sure if you talked to someone who lived in Syria, if you got in the time machine and went 10 years back and told them that in 10 years from now, you're going to be split between four different people who are just bombing shit, they would laugh at you because that had never happened in their history. That's how these things happen. Okay. I just... Mm. Again, give it a listen. I'll give it one listen. I will uh, do that. And then maybe we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, listen I, I, to at least a couple episodes. Like, it's it's really what I like about it is he uses his real life situation because you know he was a wartime correspondent. Mm-hmm. He's been in different places from Asia to um, to like you know Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, Myanmar, Syria. Like he uses like real life examples to show how a breakdown could happen in our country as well. It just takes... All it takes is a crisis point. Say there's a natural disaster that forces the government to choose which parts of the country are most important. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, if you're talking about those extremes, then yeah, I'm all on board. Yeah, that could happen. I'm just saying, Reg, it's not... That's not the extreme that he uses. I'm just saying... Everyone talks about that could never happen here. That's just because we haven't had a trigger point that has caused collapses, that have caused uh, internal strife the way that um, it has in other countries. I mean, what happens if if, if Trump decides that he doesn't want to leave when he loses by one or two states? Like, we all think that, oh, yeah, well, our government will just remove him, but... You know what makes you think the Republicans would would actually do that? The Republicans in the Senate would do that. You think there's a possibility where Republicans in the Senate are like we're just not going to honor the election? What if it happens? What if it's a Bush Gore situation 
and Trump refuses to leave. And the Republicans don't really push him to leave. I just, okay. I'll have to give it a listen, but I don't see that happening. Like, I could not, I do not believe that could ever happen. Well, we'll see. Um, Podcast number three, uh, With the Pencil, Shay Sharano's uh, John Wick-inspired podcast, which is fucking fantastic. Um, number two, Yo, It's Just Racist. Uh, and, of course, my number one, still number one, Daily Zeitgeist. Crushing it every fucking day. Every day. Have a great day. Uh, but that's my podcast rundown, and I think that's about it for Carson Gordon. We got some stuff to talk about. All right, then. Let's talk about what's going on. Um, Michael Cohen reported to prison to begin his three-year sentence. Uh, he's going to basically a club fed low security. I mean, it's not even a minimum security. What's below minimum security prison? Right. I heard these people get can get, like, weekends off or some shit like that. They can get home, put in requests for home visits. What uh, kind of bullshit is this? They have fucking squash courts and tennis courts. That's the thing that kills me. And, again, not to get back on my soapbox, but, like, this is the shit that I talk about when I'm, like, society is doomed because so many people are just uninformed and ignorant. Like, you should be pissed, especially if you have family members or if you've ever been to jail for anything, whether it's a DUI, whether it's resisting arrest, whether it's theft or murder, whatever – to know that there are people who are doing major crimes and they're going to prisons that have tennis courts and squash courts and they can get like any type of food they want from, you know, the most kosher of foods to five types of tuna to, you know, like prime cuts of meat and shit. Like this is some Russian mob prison shit. Like this is some. Wilson Fisk order me a steak shit. But people don't know about it. People aren't informed about it. So they're just like living their life not realizing that the rich and wealthy, everything they do is better, even going to prison. Even going to prison. It reminds me of uh, Dark Knight. What is it? Dark Knight Rises. Uh, it, when Selena's like, rich people don't even go broke like poor people or something like that. Exactly. You lose all your money, but you still get to keep your mansion? I mean, we just saw that for, what was it, 80s to the 90s? Um, <laughs> Trump was lose, lost like a billion dollars or something. One point one billion dollars. Who was still giving him money after that, you know? It's, it's, it boggles my mind that, you know, and this is a guy who's a quote-unquote great businessman. And it's because, you know... His, the deal maker. It's because, like, the people that make money off of him don't care. You know, I mean, he's still got this air of being a great businessman. And, and like, you see this and you ask his supporters, like, oh, but what about him losing a billion or something? Like, well, he was just doing it in sport. He was just doing it. He was working the system. He was just working the system. Like, how how do you lose a billion dollars to work the system? How does that work? Yeah, he's a fucking thief and a liar and a criminal that's what happens like in one year he lost over 250 million dollars right that was twice as much as any other american take any other american and their losses and they were still he still had to double up their money to get to begin to approach the amount of money he lost in one year 
you know what's funny is like we were doing bet we weren't even paying taxes at that time and we were doing better because we were saving for allowance and, and games and shit. <laughs> I mean like this shit's fucking crazy. That shit's fucking crazy. Because we were mowing lawns and shit, we were better businessmen. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, but Trump's been doing some more fuckery as 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 uh, he normally does. Um, you know, he's alluded that his presidency is being stolen, and even somewhat uh, promoted the idea that he should be given two extra years because of the years he lost due to the Mueller investigation. Right. Which is fucking insane. You're like, bro, first of all, let's even say that that's possible. That if you get investigated throughout your presidency, you get that time back. Multiple people got indicted for, through that shit. You can't say that, that's, that it was a witch hunt. Right. I mean, a witch And that's funny, too, because like the whole idea of a witch hunt is that, you know, it, there were these people who were unjustly charged and whatnot. And, like, there were actual witch hunts. And... But, you know, you actually had people get convicted. So, how much of a witch hunt is it? Exactly. What are we but, doing here, but, bro? But then, you know, he's got his people who just keep... You know, he just tells a lie long enough for it to become the truth. And, and that's the problem, you know. It doesn't matter what lie he says or how many times you expose it. His people will believe it because he's it's come, it's come out of his mouth. You know, like this whole rhetoric about... um. Uh, keep building the wall or whatever. It went from what build the wall to to the wall. I mean, like I think now their rhetoric is that the wall has been built. I just don't get it. Like, like I I don't understand. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, from the administration to the supporters. Like, I get Trump. He's a disease mind. But the people who follow him, and not that I'm surprised because that's has always happened throughout history, you know? Like, people just follow along with the, with the shit that people are doing. But, like, I talked to someone this, this week talking about Trump and shit, and he, he asked me to prove that Trump was racist. And I was like, okay, Bertha Movement, Central Park Five, uh, his ruling uh, uh, when the DOJ ruled against him due to discriminatory housing practices. You know, I didn't even go into the to the Mexicans are all rapists, drug dealers. I didn't even go into that shit. I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And this guy just kept on being like, well, black support him, so how could he be this? And this support him, so how could he be this? And I was just like, dude, first of all, you're not saying shit about the three instances I gave you, so, you know, how about we stick to the original point? But then I was like, well, how about the fact that it took him five days to disavow David Duke, right? And he's like, that's not true. He disavowed him in the same interview. I sent him three sourced articles, two with the transcripts of the initial Sunday uh, interview and one with the actual video of the full interview. And still, he's like, nope, if you believe this, then you've just been, you know, you've been brainwashed by the by the Democrats. And I'm just like. When these people have convinced themselves to this degree that facts don't facts, facts aren't facts and that what they see in front of them is a lie as if I created a whole, like, like I went through and pieced together different interviews to make it seem like he didn't like, you just can't deal with people like that. They, you literally can't you fix someone's that. reality. Like I, sometimes I think it's pathological that you still deal with these folks that you still 
talk to these folks online. Like, I could see if they were, like, your coworkers or something, and, you know, you kind of had to deal with them, but... I don't know, maybe you just like a good fight, I think, sometimes. Well, no, it's just, like, because every now and then there are people who are like, okay, you know what, you're right. And I'm just... And it's not so much that I want them to say I'm right. I want them to be, like, take a step back. Because when you take a step back, that's that's when they start to actually be like, okay, you start to find sensibilities in middle ground where you can actually discuss stuff. Like, there was a guy in there who was, like, um, who, said, who was, like, pushing back on that whole he didn't disavow David Duke and then I showed him the stuff and he was like oh shit I didn't realize that because he had never done research on it but the the initial guy I was talking about just couldn't push back against it because you know what it is it, what it comes down to at the end of the day is if Trump is a racist and that means they supported a racist and what does that say about them oh, oh, oh I get it but that was the thing because when I was talking to because it initially started as a conversation between me and another guy who I talked to online, a progressive guy. And we've been Twitter f- friends for a while. And um, this guy basically was like, I would never be a Republican if their party was racist. And we basically were like, yo, just because you are part of something and you think you're not racist, that doesn't mean that your party isn't racist. Like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, he's like, well, so let me guess, you're a, you're a liberal. I'm like, I'm not a liberal, I'm a progressive, there's a difference. He's like, oh, so whatever, you're, you're saying the Democratic Party, only the Republican Party is racist and Democrats aren't racist? And I was like, yo, check my receipts and see where I said the Democratic Party wasn't racist. And he was like, so you are saying them? I'm like, of course they are. We got fucking Joe Manchin from West Virginia. You think that motherfucker is a progressive well, force of nature? Hmm. Well... I think there, yeah. I think there is a difference between having racists in the party and the party being racist. It, it's the same. It's not the same thing. I agree with that. However, there are there are enough evidence to look at the way the Democrats push for the status quo, which is not helping out black and brown people, because they basically help out black and brown people when it's election time. Like. They are the better option, no doubt. There is no question about that. Like, that's not even... You can't debate about which party you pick. And that's one of the things I said when the guy was like, um, you know, well, why wouldn't you vote for the Republicans? And I was like, the Republican Party actively harms my community. It has done so for as long as I've lived. The Democrats are the better choice. I'm more likely to have a better life with the Democrats. There's no doubt about that. But they're not perfect either. They have elements within their party that are also that do racist shit, too. Like, maybe not fucking Republican level racism, but it's soft racism, too. I mean, look at the way that Nancy Pelosi and the and Chuck Schumer and the and the establishment refuse to go against police unions and against police departments to push for aggressive um, accountability for law enforcement. They're not about that life. There are elements in the United in the Democrats who want that, but you can't say overall the DNC is trying to push back and, and are huge champions of social justice. Some of them are, but not as a staple. Yeah, you make good points. You make good points. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's just it's just fucked up. Mm-hmm. But moving on in uh, other Trump stuff, um, 
Yeah, Barr was held in contempt of the House, uh, contempt of Congress, I guess. Uh, nothing's going to happen for that. And, and to put it in perspective, people are acting like this is a big deal. It's and not. It's not really a big deal because, like, Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress, too, for as much as same shenanigans that Barr is doing. Um, so, like, it's not unusual, necessarily. That doesn't make it right. Um, but I think, you know, you have to, what, what's the, what's the phrase? Call all balls or whatever and strikes. I don't know. I'm mixing metaphors. I don't know sports, but I'm saying is if, if it's wrong for your, for the other team, then it's gotta be wrong for your team as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, contempt runs out at the end of the congressional session. So, I mean, it's, it's not even going to last that long. Right. And if you're not going to remove them, then don't even fucking do it. Enough with the theaters. And, and that's the thing I hate about it. the theatrics of of public policy right now. It's just getting on my fucking nerves. And again, getting back on the soapbox, this is what happens when you have a massive populace that doesn't – it's just is uninformed about how their government works. Everyone's like – everyone thinks the president has like ultimate power. The power lies with Congress. And Congress is just – they're abducting their responsibilities. They're refusing to do their job. And, or abdicating, not abducting, sorry. I wasn't going to say it, but – Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you. Give me the chance to fix mm-hmm. my own mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> it, they just – people should be so upset. If people knew and understood, they would be really upset. But like I talk to my coworkers at work and they're just oblivious to everything that's going on around them. And a lot of that is because life right now is so hard for people. People are struggling. People aren't earning enough. It's like we've become so lazy and so distracted that we don't have the strength to un- to to unite against the forces in our government, the people who are supposed to represent us who aren't doing anything. The fact that we don't have universal health care, the fact that we have a tax plan that went through that basically robs from the middle and lower class to give billionaires and millionaires tax breaks while we get crumbs, like, people should be in the streets about this shit. But, but we have a po- part of the population that believes that if you're poor, it's your own damn fault. You know? Yes, but... And it's, it's, a- it's, 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 it's those people who are voting... To get keep these Republicans in, yes, but they're also the huge part of the population that's keeping Republicans in are poor people. Right, that's my point. Like, but the, I'm saying there are people who are, who are they're not like, oh, I'm poor because it's my fault. There are people who are like, I'm going to make it one day, even though they watch their parents not make it, they watch their grandparents not make it, they watch everyone around them drowning. Like, it makes it blows my mind that people can. Be like, how can we find the money for universal health care, yet don't say shit when, when we find money for the defense budget that continues to increase every year, for tax breaks for billionaires and billionaires, for bailouts for big corporations, for corporate welfare where you have like the top – something like the top 54 corporations not paying any taxes. Because like they, I, they I don't that, understand it. Because they've been convinced and brainwashed to think that – if you're rich, you should be able to hold on to any money, and any money taken away from them is theft. So they're out there protecting the rich people because, you know, I mean, they've been brainwashed, and that's all That's all there is to it. And then you dangle these carrots about hurting, you know, people of color in, in their faces, and, and it's, uh, 
you know, Jose and Tyrone, who, who's really, you know, sucking on the tit of America, well, then, you know, it's easy to always get those people to vote against their own interests. Because, you know, like these farmers who got hurt by these terrorists, they're like, well, you know, if I need to suffer to make the America great again, I, I guess I'll do it. Even though the people who got helped and bailed out were, you know, corporate farms. Yeah, it's just, again, I I think we're, like, I think we're doomed. Like, if you ask me, are things going to get better? I don't know that, that they ever will in this country. I just don't. I don't know that we're ever going to be able to, um, I don't know that we'll ever be able to get to a point where there are more intelligent people at the hands of, at the controls than there are dumb people. Like, I just... Well, the reason I think that we will be okay is because you look at, just look at the demographics and the brain drain for the people on the right is, I mean, their days are kind of numbered. Uh, I mean, Are there? No, here's why I say that. You look at the people on the left, you have AOCs, and even though Buttigieg is not necessarily as far, as much of a progressive as I think either one of us would like, he is... You can see people like him moving in the right direction. You know, you know what I mean. So he's not fully on the left, but he leans more that way. You know. So even our people who are slower on the side are still on the side of progress, moving that ball forward. But then you look at people on the right, and who do they have? Like young wise, they don't have anybody. They got jack shit. I mean, think of a young conservative that's doing anything policy related it was like paul ryan and then he bounced you know there are no more paul ryan's in that party but we got aocs and rashid talibs and uh ilhan omars you know and, and nancy pelosi's and chuck schumer's are on their way out the door i mean they're going kicking and screaming but i i just think you're being positively naive optimistically naive. i mean just look at it i mean just look at the landscape I'm looking at the landscape and I'm seeing abortion bills start taking over. I'm seeing right, but increase. But here's the thing, though. Those things are coming. They're, they're pat, like that abortion bill that they passed or law or whatever is already going to be challenged and it's already going to lose. It's all like this, these things that they're doing to, um, you know, it's just to get the base riled up. But that base is getting smaller and smaller. And then on top of it, they're going to lose in the courts. Um, you have that going for it. And then you also have the fact that you have people like, um, you know, big business coming out and saying, pulling out of Georgia. You know, you have like a bunch of um, studios that, that used to film in Georgia that are not going to film in Georgia because of, of the, that ban. Just the way it happened in North Carolina with the transgender ban and bathroom bill thing. You know, people pulled out and then all of a sudden, you know, North Carolina is like, well, let's rethink this and, and, and pull back. We'll see, man. I just, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. You're much more optimistic than I am. I, I could see the, <laughs> I could see the Democrats losing the House in 2020 and shit just going further downhill. Here's why I don't, I, here's the thing. It, next 10 years might be a bit dicey. 
but outside of that, and, and here's why, because as bad as things are for even people of color, they have never been better, honestly. I mean, let's be honest, they've never been better for people of color. There's never been a time in America where, as a person of color, your life is not better now than it was then. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but that's the lowest of bars. But but that's my point, though. Progress keeps moving forward. It might be slow. It definitely is slow. It's not as fast as we want it to be or as fast as it should be. But progress moves forward. I mean, with the exception of, like, these abortion bills, what's... To, to, to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. This conversation reminds me of something that Chris Rock said. That's not progress. We're not progressing forward. We're just getting – we're so below, below what the normal bar should be in this country that we're not progressing forward. We're just trying to reach the surface. We're basically a seed that's been buried or a person that's been buried, and we're digging our way out of a grave. Like, If that's what you call progress, sure, then – let that be your silver lining, but I, I, I just kind of think that's bullshit. Like, ooh, now less of us are being shot by cops. Yee! Like, that's, that's, that's not progress. That is that's, progress. It's not progress. progress. That's not progress. That's just, that's just the cops doing what is correct now. Right. Like that, I, it's, it's progress that they're doing that as opposed to what they used to do. I don't know. I just... I, I don't know. I, I I just think that's a cop out. That's just a way of saying, hey, you know, like it's it's things aren't you're not being killed in the street, so you know, be happy. Like that's I'm not saying be happy. What I'm saying is recognize that things are changing. I'm I'm sorry. That's just that's as quickly as much as we lost between the Obama years to right now, I just don't think that's I'm I'm sorry, I don't see it. Because if you want to talk about progress, there were more police investigations four years ago than there have been in the last two years. So there's progress lost. Right. I'm not saying we've... Everything has progress. Yeah, there there has been some regression, a lot of regression. Yeah, so that's my point. This... That's so as much progress as you say we have. Your progress is good over a hundred years. I'm talking about the progress over my life. Things have gotten worse but in the last things, three years. Right. I'm not okay, Jonathan. If you just look at the negatives, then yes. But I mean, you look at as a whole, we have progressed more in your lifetime than not. And, and, and yes, this is a setback. But if you only look at the setback, then yeah, things will are are bleak. If you look at the step back and look at it as a whole, things are better. I mean, that helps you sleep at night. I'm not saying it helps me sleep at night. I'm just saying that's the way it is. It should be better. Am I happy with it? No, but I recognize it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, moving on. Um, I, yeah, moving on. Yeah, oh, oh, real quick. Um, yeah, since we're are moving on, uh, that, that Delta thing, did you see that? I did see that shit. That shit is just fucking <laughs> insane. About something that blew up in your fucking face. Like, oh, whoever, whoever came up with that ad campaign for Delta, and, and for what that is, if, if you missed it, Delta sent out all this, did this, like, ad campaign. I guess they sent out flyers or something to their workers telling them not to unionize because uh, unionize, 
unions will hurt them in the long run. And one of the things that sent out was your union dues over a year will be enough to get a PlayStation. So just get a PlayStation. And Don't people, you want to play games? Right. And people were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, do they have a workforce that's nothing but millennials? Is that who that was trying to appeal to? Well, not only that, it's just like the very common sense of being like, hey, a union um, a, a, a union can get you better pay, which they can buy you more games. Yeah. It's, it, it's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's just a whole bunch of crazy shit that's been going on this week. Um, uh, you have, let's see. You had, uh, well, speaking of crazy shit, another week, another school shooting. Or just shootings in general. Like, you have this elite athlete, 14 years old, 8th grader, who was killed by a stray bullet at a party, I believe in Chicago. Are in Illinois. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Might have been Los Angeles. No, it was Illinois. Um, although, and maybe this is just me being old, but like, what's an eighth grader doing at a party at eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not not to say that he died because he was in the wrong place, because you know you should be able to be at parties and not get shot. But like, man, this shit is just terrible. You got a 12-year-old in Texas who was convicted of shooting um, his 10-year-old brother. And again, maybe we should be looking at the parents and saying, why was this 12-year-old able to so easily um, access a firearm? Yeah, so what happened with this? So they're still piecing it together, but basically they think that um, the 12-year-old got into a fight or got upset with his 10-year-old brother and oh, then he got into a fight with him, pulled out a gun and shot him? Went and got a gun and shot him. Oh, well, yeah, you gotta convict that kid. Oh, yeah, you got to. I mean, it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, I was playing with the gun and it went off. Although, um, this and this happened weeks ago, but... Well, at the same time, though, maybe you don't because maybe the kid didn't quite know what he was doing. He's 12 years old, bro. Okay. I'm sorry. He's 12 years old. But, I mean, it, you see 12. in video games and... and 12. Reg, yeah, I'm, not 12? Blaming, I'm not blaming video games and I'm not blaming TV and movies. But I will say this. You see people get shot all the time in movies and television. They don't... I'm you sorry. Know, and they keep 12 years, they 12 keep years old is too old. You know that if you shoot someone, they can die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're 12. You're not... You're not 8. You're not six. You're not four. You're twelve. Did, you did know he, what happened. Did he kill the kid? His brother? Oh, he killed his brother. Oh yeah, oh. he died. Oh, okay. Straight up, died. Oh. Shot him in the chest. Okay, yeah. yeah you don't get up from that. Yeah. Um, and which is like, and again, this is just like a rash of kids killing people. Um, there was last month a, a six-year-old girl in Georgia who at, got the gun out of her mom's. Uh, glove compartment uh, and shot, ended up shooting her four-year-old brother, killing him, shot him in the head, killed him. Um, and although the thing that pissed me off about that case was the fact that the mother wasn't charged. Like, she had a gun in the center console, you know, not the console wasn't locked, there was no gun lock on it, the girl literally 
took the gun from the console, fired it, boom. I guess the only thing about that is I'm always hesitant to. No, you have a responsibility. This seems like maybe the worst thing that could happen to them has already happened to them. No, because do you want to know how you stop these things from happening? You start punishing the parents for being lackadaisical gun owners. Because that's the thing about it. Like, if I just leave a gun out in the open, think about think about uh, the shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. The reason why that happened was because the mom, with a child that she knew had mental health issues, who had violence in his past, she just left her guns out and about. He takes him, kills her, and then goes on a shooting rampage. You have a responsibility as a gun owner. If we're going to have these lax-ass rules, then the only way that you can have accountability is to make sure that the gun owners are are being held accountable. Think about the mom who, who was arrested and sent to prison for a time because she didn't want to walk two and a half blocks to a uh, crosswalk, and while crossing the street, her kid got hit by a car. That woman went to jail. And this woman who just has her gun in an unlocked center console with no gun lock on it. And that's the thing. Gun locks aren't expensive. You can put one on, a trigger lock on. Like, there are... are, are, You seem more passionate about this than I am. Like, I... Again, one of my favorite phrases. Not a hill I'm going to die on, but... uh, I do think, like, sometimes the worst thing has already happened to them, so. Well, my problem is, like, when this stuff happens, it seems that white people tend to get off for it, and and black and brown people tend to go to jail over this. And in a nation where we have gun issues, if we're not, I mean, like, I'm not the type of person who thinks we need to ban all weapons. Like, I, I the, it's, uh, it's too late to do that. Like, you can do a buyback program. That's what um, that, that's what uh, Australia did. Yeah, and who's going to go into these places to get the guns back from people who don't who won't sell them back? The police. That's their job. They get, I wouldn't do. I they, wouldn't they, do that. Hey, they've got that military uh, hardware for for a reason. Might as well use it. Someone's Again, them problem. Get them in that tank. That's what the job is about, right? Come on, you just saw the guy in in California who they just busted his house with hundreds and thousands of guns. Mm-hmm. You think that dude's giving them up freely? Of course not. You would have shootouts. All it would take is two two or three bad Ruby Ridge-like shit to happen before that shit would stop. Like, I think you can move, you can make changes moving forward, but going back and trying to get all these guns from people is just not going to happen. So, if we are... It's not the... Defeatist. It's realistic, man. There are, there's like, what, like five guns for every American in this country, you can't, it's just not feasible. You would need a, literally an army to track all the guns down, much less find them. And you're going to have so many court cases of people saying, you don't have a right to search my home. Because that's the thing, we don't even know where all the guns are. Much it, Even if we had a directory of every single gun, where they are at, like the idea of going back and getting them is just, I don't think you could do that. Jonathan, I think you have to move forward. Jonathan. I want to move forward, but I just want to ask you this one question. Tell me. Are we Americans or Americans? I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, but one last story in shootings. Obviously, there was the 
Uh, a week after the shooting at UNC Charlotte, there was a shooting in Colorado reminiscent of the Columbine shooting. Luckily, um, the numbers were further down due to some uh, some circumstance that happened. Uh, there was a young man who died just three days from graduation, unfortunately. Um, eight other people, I believe, were injured. Uh, two people are in custody. A brother and sister. Um, the brother being charged as an adult. They haven't decided if they're going to charge his sister yet as an adult. I think she's like 14. So, the, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, she's a white girl, so the odds are that. Well, this 12-year-old who shot his brother can be charged as an adult. Yeah, but that's in Texas, man. They charge everybody in Texas as an adult. I think if if Maggie Simpson had shot Mr. Burns in Texas, she'd be Oh, she'd be fucking death row. (laughs) Death row if he had died. Uh, Uh, That's showing our age. Death row. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been some. There have just been so many crazy stories this week. Um, there is one I wanted to talk about. Did you hear about the story? I want to say it's in Georgia. Um, of this man who claims that he, his son, and his stepdaughter were attacked and abducted, uh, and he claims he was not unconscious by these people, and they threw him, I guess, in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. Him, his son, and the stepdaughter. Uh, but somehow he either got out of the truck or they threw him out of the truck. I don't know. But he and his son are okay. The girl was the only one who was taken. And the police, they've been searching for this girl. Um, mainly because she has like a history of brain surgery and illness and stuff like that. But like, doesn't this just reek of another one of these? They killed the, the kid and this is their attempt to get out away from it. So what he's saying that they were abducted and he got away somehow. He and his son, his biological son, got away, but his stepkid with a bunch of medical issues didn't. That oh. they that he claims that they were like, "Ooh, that girl looks cute," and then they attacked him, took him, threw him in a truck. Yeah, we're about to find out that they killed that kid. Yeah, like this is one of those things where I'm like. One, people people shouldn't listen to true crime stuff so that they're better murderers. That's not what I'm trying to say. Um, but what I am trying to say is just like, do people think these things out? I think most of this stuff is spur-of-the-moment shit that they don't think it out. So they got to come up with a story like real quick. Yeah, three random Hispanic guys stole my stepdaughter but left. Like, Because the thing about it is just like, when they're concocting these stories, I'm like, why didn't they kill you and why didn't they take your son? Not only that, but I mean, it's like, stop going with the, you got to know now that when you start with the automatic racism, that throws up all kinds of flags. It's not the 60s anymore, you know, where you could just be like, I'm going to say some racist shit and everyone's going to believe it because, you know, those, those, uh, those, um, dirty Mexicans, yeah, they'll believe that, you know, it's not the day where. You could be like some black guy did something to me and get away with it, and they'll find oh, dude. a black guy to convict. Not only that, the guy who did it is black, and he has just like he has a bump on his head, but like, like from the very beginning of this, I'm just like I don't believe you. Right. I read. It, I was like, mm. so the father is black. The father is black. The mother may be also black or Hispanic. She's definitely brown of some sort. 
Uh, well, I mean, just I, I, I mean, <laughs> that's the only way to look at it. That's the only that's that's all I can say. She's, she's brown of some sort. Um, description. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that. But but you know, like like that woman a, a few years back who was like, I got raped by these black guys, and then everybody was like, we don't believe you at all. And then it turned out she was just banging somebody and didn't want her boyfriend to know or fiance or something yep and it was like okay yeah it's not it's not that day anymore in america people yeah basically the guy said he was driving to pick up his wife or a girlfriend i'm not quite sure if they're married but uh he said he stopped to check to see if he had a flat tire and that's when he said um three men approached him knocked him unconscious uh so, oh, that okay. So here it is. This is even funnier. I just read this other detail. So not funnier. Sorry, that's not what I meant to say. So he was driving to pick up his wife at 9 p.m. Friday, right? Mm-hmm. He says he gets approached by three guys who knock him unconscious, and that he blacked out until 6 p.m. on Saturday. That's not a blackout, my dude. Like, again, this is somebody who's not inventive and has watched way too much television. Because here's the thing, like in television and, and movies, they always knock some guy out and then drag him somewhere. And it's like, you've been knocked out. How long have you been out? You've been out for hours. If you've been out for hours, that's brain damage. When you get knocked out, if you're not up within like 30 seconds, then that means that whoever got knocked out has severe brain damage. And when they do get up, they're not going to be okay. So like this idea that he could have been knocked out for 12 hours, oh God. My my God, frustrating. Be better criminals. I mean, it's woo boy. Yeah, no, it's it's just not good. It's just not good. Um, but I mean, you know, enough- you have to think that the police heard this guy's story and like, okay, we're looking for a kid's body. Yeah, I mean, what else could you be thinking? You're like, all right, let's get some surveillance on this dude. You, and that's the thing, like, bro, you. And not only was he knocked out, he ended up, like, waking up in a whole different area, and his car was stolen. And it's just like, bruh, why would they keep you alive? Right. Why? I mean, like, if I'm abducting someone, why would I be like, okay, we're just going to take the girl, leave the boy and his dad alive. Leave the dad unconscious, leave the boy with the dad. Like, the... He, he thought some... He basically gave them the plot to take in two. Yeah. It's 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 fucking dumb. Um well enough about this. We've we've gone through a bunch of news. Uh we do want to talk about some entertainment stuff on our way out. Uh you don't um, want to talk about um America real quick? About what? well North Dakota dec- decriminalized marijuana. Um Yeah, they did. Yeah, whoop, so whoop. Yeah, I guess good for that. And I was looking up states that decriminalize marijuana, and apparently North Carolina decriminalized marijuana. I don't understand what... Okay. And then I looked at the actual laws, and I gotta be honest, um, I don't know what decriminalizing marijuana means anymore. Because, what does it mean to you? Well, so in Massachusetts, when we decriminalized marijuana, it meant that you could carry up to an ounce. Mm-hmm. Um... Without fear of ticket or a penalty or anything like that. Okay. That's what I thought it was, too. That, like, if you had it on you, you weren't going to go to jail. 
you might get fined or something, but you're not going to go to jail or anything like that. And you, like, won't be charged with a misdemeanor or whatever. Okay, this is the laws in North Carolina. Tell me if this is decriminalization to you. Okay, half an ounce or less is a misdemeanor. You don't go to jail, but you will be charged with a misdemeanor and it's a $200 fine. An ounce to, half an ounce to 1.5 ounce is a misdemeanor and you can go to jail for up to 45 days and a $1,000 fine. Oh, you know what? I, I take that back. I am incorrect on what I am thinking about. Okay. So when we decriminalized marijuana, it was up to an ounce with a $100 fine if you were caught with it. Mm-hmm. You just didn't get jail time anymore. No record. It was the same as a... Like a jaywalking ticket. Right. Doesn't go on your record. So that so that does make sense as far as decriminalization. We then legalized it in 2016. That's the difference. Okay. So that, that does make sense. Okay. Because like, Although half an ounce? Man, what the fuck are you guys even right. doing with your life? But then if you have an ounce, uh, uh, 1.5 ounces to 10 pounds, that's a felony three to eight months. So I'm like, I don't know how, like, I'm not into the weed thing, so I don't know how much an ounce is, or half an ounce, or whatever, but that doesn't seem like a lot to me. An ounce is a good amount. Like, you could, if I bought an ounce of weed, I would expect that the last six to eight weeks. Okay. At minimum. Like, if I'm smoking a lot, it should still last me six weeks. Okay, well then, uh, I stand corrected, maybe. I don't know, but that just doesn't seem like decriminalization to me. Yeah, I'm the, well, I'll just say this. When we, when I was in college, and... Oh, well, it, it is decriminalization, because it means you're not going to prison. As long as you hit that. I mean, because that's the thing. That so was the thing about... So ounces is enough to not go to prison? Yeah, you shouldn't, like... You shouldn't be smoking so much weed that... I think it should be an ounce, but half an ounce wouldn't upset me. If it was like a quarter of an ounce, I'd be like, what are we even doing here? What's the point of this? This is bullshit. But half an ounce? Yeah, so that means you have to buy twice every – instead of going six to eight weeks, you go three to four weeks, whatever. That's not that difficult. Okay. I'll take your word for it. My bigger thing is just like just go all the way. Like stop this bullshit decriminalization. Go all the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let people people grow. Let people sell and – fucking deal with real issues i talked to someone last night about this like we don't need to be dealing let's deal with drugs that actually kill people like opioids and heroin let's not i mean marijuana no one's died from marijuana overdose so uh also speaking of decriminalization colorado decriminalized um psychedelic mushrooms i don't know how i feel about that like i've done shrooms in my life i'll admit to that they are fun but the idea that they could just float around and people can do them all the time, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there are any um, societal effects to it. I don't think there will just because, like, the majority of people who don't do shrooms don't do it because they're not accessible. They do it because they don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't know, Jonathan. It's drugs are legal. I do all the drugs. I'm joking. Well, that's the thing. Like, I never do heroin, not because it's illegal, because I don't fucking want to do heroin. Make them all illegal. Just let the chips fall where they may. Hmm. Uh, I guess let's just get into our main story then. Uh, Yeah. Our main topic, rather. Entertainment. 
some entertainment shit. Um, oh, before we start, did you see the Far From Home second trailer? I I avoided it. I heard about it, and I was like, I'm not watching this. Uh, I've I seen wish all the seen... trailers that I'm going to see. I wish you had seen... They've only shown one. Like I said, I've seen all the trailers I need to see. If right. I see the Far From Home trailer, the next one, it will purely be by accident. Oh, well. Because I showed up, and they showed it. In, in, in a theater. The theater. <laughs> yeah, that's the only Red's that's running happened. out. No! No! Well, all right. Well, right into Game of Thrones we go then. W- was it good? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. I bet it showed too much of the movie, too. Uh, not really. It does give you a different twist on what you think the movie is. That's for sure. Um, but it introduces some new elements. But... Yeah, we won't talk about it. Well, here, did you see the Watchmen trailer? Hell Our yeah, teaser. you know I did. Tick tock, tick tock, tick. Um, you know I love the Watchmen. I am here for it. Yeah, I am here for it. I can't wait. Ooh boy. Um, but it's as nice we said, know, and that's going to be on HBO too, right? That is correct. Yeah, it's nice to know that they have something else after um, Game of Thrones. And I hope it's not that stupid Confederate thing. I hope they've given up on that. You and me both. I'm not trying to see that. Not here for that. I am not here for that. Well, I thought you were here for it at one time. Confederate? I have never been on that. Don't you even dare put that shit on me. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh-uh. Fuck that noise. No one needs to see that shit. You want to do a Confederate? Fine. Flip that shit. Do a show where blacks take over and they enslave whites. Right, <laughs> but we won't see that show anytime soon. Mm-mm. Anyways, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yes, yes. The yes. last Stark, uh, great episode. A little bit slower than the other ones. I will say this: starting off, I am so sick of casual fans and people who just Johnny come lately being like, "I don't like this season. I don't understand why is this stuff happening." Be like, "Yo, y'all, just because you binge." The entire series doesn't mean you understand the entire series. And that is very obvious with a lot of people. I'm just throwing that out there. Keep your shitty opinions to your fucking self. Some of us have been here since day one, and we're trying to enjoy the ending of this shit. So, suck a dick and move on. Wow. Suck a dick and move on, Jonathan says. Or, as the Bodega Boys say, suck my dick from behind. Mm. Which is a phrase I'm trying to add more into my lexicon. Real quick question, as a casual, what yep. what do it doesn't seem like it's just casuals. Honestly, I, I think that's a bit of a misleading statement. But I disagree because like, is it just that you can't satisfy everybody? Because everybody, it, it seems like it's that everybody has this idea of how the show should end, and it's not ending that way. Oh, a hundred percent. I think a lot of people, but the but the people who are coming in with these outlandish expectations are people who have not uh, have not really watched the show. They've been to the show, but they haven't watched the show. Like this is one of those things where it's like there's a difference between hearing and comprehending. Like people have seen the show, they have not. People have watched. I don't know which one's better. People have observed the show, but they haven't really seen it. Maybe that's the way to say it. Because they're like all these people are like. I want this to happen this way. Like, people who are getting mad at Jon Snow because he didn't take uh, Ghost with him. It's like, Ghost is a dire wolf. That's something I didn't understand. There's so many people who are like, fuck Jon Snow for not saying goodbye to Ghost or something. I was like, I don't get what's going on right now. 
Well, because they're attaching their feelings with like, I would never do that to my dog. Well, guess what? Your fucking dog isn't a dire wolf. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is a fucking wolf. Number one. Number two. He's right. It doesn't belong in the Seven Kingdoms. Like he can't just be running around where there are like horses and cattle and people around. Like people will kill it. It's a fucking dire wolf. It's a ginormous wolf. It, like imagine a wolf bigger than a lion, bigger than a tiger. Just walking into your medieval town. Someone's going to kill it. I will say this. I don't like Jon Snow. I mean, not there, a fan. there are plenty a, of reasons to not a, like Jon Snow. I don't think he's a fuckboy. I just fuck think boy. he's he's someone who's... Everything about his life since the beginning of the show has changed. And he's constantly learning that his life has been a lie. His life... What he thought is the world has changed. And like every season, something else has changed. You know? He is the guy who has never wanted power. He was born a bastard, was always a guy, you know, in the distance, in the back. Well, I got to say this. He needs to step up to the motherfucking plate, yo. Sansa's got to make a decision for him. Listen, he doesn't, but that's, that's the quality of Jon Snow. He doesn't want to. He wants to be loyal. He just wants to live his life the way he did. It's just like when he was with Ingrid, he was just like, we don't have to leave this pool. We could just stay here. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't want power. He doesn't want all this shit. He just wants to be able to love and live his life. That's the Keep reason why. His aunt. I get it. Well, I mean, that's the reason why he's like he can't. Are we he sure can't, he's not a Lannister? That's the reason why he can't. He doesn't <laughs> want to. Like you know, since he found out, he hasn't slept with her. Like you know, you know, he he kissed her, but then he pulls away because he's he's not a he's a Targaryen in name only. You know, he's raised in the north where you don't fuck your family. Is that do Targaryens do that? Yeah. Targaryens married each other. That's the reason why he's just like I Oh, is that why they went all crazy and shit? Yeah. I, okay. Inbreeding. Was, and that's so so that's why Daenerys was all like I'm I'm into this. I'm still into you. Yeah, cuz for her she's like I don't see it's the problem. We love each other. What's the problem? And he's like I do love you, but you know that's and and that's the big selling point. Like he's he is a Targaryen and he is loyal to her as with her as his queen. But he's a Northman, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's a Stark also, and I they don't do that. Um, Ch- R. R. Martin, or what's his name? Uh, George R. Martin. George R. 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 Martin. R. R. Martin. Yep. He's got a thing for incest. Uh, he seems to slip that shit. Like I don't know if you watched Night Flyers. Uh, I was, did not. It was a. It's not good. Don't watch it. it was, I recorded it and just never watched it. It got. It started out really good, at, and then about the fourth episode, it falls far and does not really pick up. Um, I think it was um, Ian who told me to finish it because it, it got better, and I think I was just being trolled. Because it ended in such a shitty way. But I'll say this. The reason I said I noticed that he's got a theme of incest is because there are these two characters who um, are kind of into each other. And they, you know, like really into each other. And then like in the last, uh, I want to say the last two, last episode or something, uh, one of the, the, the main antagonist I guess you could say is like the ship right and, mm-hmm. and the ship is uh, the, the captain's mother 
right? And then she's like, you, your whole life has been a joke, all, both of you. Um, you don't even know it. Or yada, 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 you know, that kind of taunting shit. And then he's like, I orchestrated for you guys to get together and you don't even know that you're brother and sister. And it's like, I'm like, why? Why do you feel a need to throw this in, or, or Martin? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's here? that's I. Not that I. I kind of think it makes more sense. Um, it, I and, mean, it makes sense in the Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones world because, because you know that should happen, and that's one of the reasons, like, um, you know, royalty got so weird and jacked up is because you know they were inbreeding. Like, you know, that, that's a big problem with with royalty, but like. It was so ham-fisted that I was like, why do you feel the need to throw this in? You know, like, yeah. are, are you a, a incest advocate that, that, that we just don't know? Are we going to find out some weird shit when he finally dies or something? Like, he, he was married to his cousin or some shit. It's, yeah, no, that's that's just crazy. Um, yeah, no, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, let's yeah. just move on from Game of Thrones to uh, talk about Endgame. I gotta say one thing before we move, okay. and I'll make it quick. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the battle strategy of the good guys. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have dragons, and you're high up in the air, and you did not see this fleet just sneak up on you? How does that work? That's not even the thing for me, because someone pointed out that, um, uh, what's that douche nozzle's name? Whatever the, the guy from the Ironborn, uh, his... His ship is called the Silence, so it's it it in it is known to be quiet. That's not the issue. The issue for me is, even if you're going to attack, why are you attacking in the middle of the fucking day? Why aren't you like they when she goes night vision when you want them to attack? You have a dragon that's going to fly over a city, a city that's going to have lights on because it's a city. Just attack at night. Mm-hmm. Use your dragons, set the house. I mean, literally, wait for the new moon, fucking torch that shit to the ground, and then but march the army. She was trying not to do that. She didn't want to torch the place, I thought. That was the whole point. Well, you still don't advance when you have less numbers in the middle of the daytime. That like, I agree with. That like, I'm all about. Not like, only that, but those things, I mean, I'm like, you have dragons, woman. You're flying, you've got air superiority. Why are you backing off? She should have flown around those things and lit them up from behind. Well, no, I believe that they had the catapults on all sides of the boat. So, like, technically they could probably still shoot her from multiple directions. But it's just like, who's running your fleet? This is the second time that your fleet has just been taken by the same dude unannounced. Like, get right with your life. Yeah. They're the worst tacticians, these guys. Yeah. And like I uh, did not know under I did not and then uh, last thing I know we said that already but how is it that um, what's her face got captured I was like dude logistically how did that even work well I guess if like her boat got like capsized and she's floating in the water but I'm just like everyone else made it not only instead and, and this is my thing like if if I was on that boat with my wife I wouldn't be like get to the ship I'd be like stay with me we're gonna fucking get out of this. Like, because once they're decimating your ships with those weapons, you 
there's no point. You're not organizing shit. It's just everyone trying to get to the nearest plot of land. Right. Yeah. And that and again, that's one of those things where I will give them credit for this. Like that was. I didn't feel like lazy writing. It felt like they just wanted to kill a person for that episode. Yeah. Like, we got to kill someone this episode. And I would have rather have been the spider, Varys, than, than Melisandre or whatever her name is. Yeah, and again, I'm going to make this complaint. I don't care. I'm sick and tired of women getting killed to, you know, advance some sort of plot. Whatever. And I know that's not necessarily. Yeah, I don't know that that's a fair. Right, because like a lot of this one, because they kill. Right, they kill men, women, children. Like, I don't think. But in this instance, in this instance, that's what it was. I think they just wanted to kill her to. Obviously, to push whatchamacallit, Daenerys into the Mad Queen realm. Right. Um, But I I think. So. that's why no, I, but I, I think, think it, it still fits. I don't think it fits because, like, they could have killed her dragon. But they didn't, though. They could well, they did. Well, they could. No, I'm saying they could have killed her dragon and would have done the same thing. I think what the, the reason, not the reason, I think part of the reason for killing her was obviously to push Daenerys, but I also think it's going to set up a, and I said this on Twitter, a no disqualification match between Grey Worm, the Hound, and the Zombie Mountain. No disqualification match. I think it's going to be a two-on-one match, and one of the two, either Grey Worm or the Hound, are going to die um, taking down the mountain. And I'm hoping it's going to be the, the Hound who dies, so that Grey Worm can go back to uh, to the island that his love was from and can teach her her people to defend themselves like he promised he would. So you don't think Arya and the Hound are gonna hook up? You don't ship that? No, uh, I hope not. <laughs> okay, now we're on Endgame. And, and let's, let's just get into it. I don't know if we have much to say. Uh, I'll just say this. It is one of the best, um, obviously one of the best Marvel MCU movies that they've made, uh, which is easy to say when it's a three-hour movie. But I'll just say this. The plot of the movie is so great. The first 15 minutes, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I was almost, to be honest, I was a little afraid um, in the first 15 minutes because I was just like, I, I don't know what. I, this It wasn't the movie I was prepared for. Um. Mm-hmm. But it it quickly became this adventure ride that was just fan fucking tastic. It felt like a uh, series finale, you know, like when when they go back and you know for fans and talk about every show all these favorite scenes from uh, the series that you've been watching forever, you know, and. It felt like a swan song, and I I really loved it. Like, I don't know. You know, you don't hear a lot of criticism for them, and and I think that's justified because they're they did so much, mm-hmm. you know, and, and did it so well, and did it so well. Yeah, I'll say this: one of my favorite parts of the movie was the obviously the time travel when they would go looking for the stones, where they were in different places in time. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about it was especially the people who try and travel back to the original Avengers movie. What I loved about it was you got to see like all the other stuff that was going on. Uh, you got to see the Sorcerer Supreme, you know, fighting off all these creatures. 
Uh, because you, you know, there's all the questions like, where were the sanctums during the uh, battle on New York? Well, right. they were they were there helping out, protecting life, fighting back against these people. Uh, you got to see, you know, Hydra coming for Loki in the Tesseract after it's in the in the spear after it's been. Um, that was one of my taken. favorite scenes. He's like, uh, the director told me to pick this up, and they were like, uh, "Well, we got to call this in." And he's like, "Don't call it in." Go call in. Just leans in. Hell, Hydra. And they were so shocked. They were like, what? Oh, shit. And that's what I loved about it. Like, they they did such a good job. And obviously, that's um, some fan service to folks who have been reading the, you know, the the new, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Captain America series where he was a Hydra agent for a while. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I I love the part with Fat Thor and, and, um, Asgard. In Asgard, Asgard with yeah. the Dark Planet, you know, where with the Dark World, where he gets to see his mother, you know, the day she dies. And, you know, the way that all these characters coming back just added so much to past films, you know, and to think that like Yonir coming back. Like, I thought that was hilarious. Exactly. He was just holding his hand out and Rock is like, what are you doing? He's like, wait for it. Wait, wait. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah. And what I thought was so great was the guardian, the people they chose to snap out. Cause I feel like of all the guardians, rocket is the person who ended up being a good, the best fit for being a survivor. You know, mm-hmm. I love the scene where he's with Thor and Thor is just like, you know, he slaps him. He's like, do you think you're the only person who lost somebody? You think you're the only person who lost family? You know? And then when Thor runs away, you know, other people might have gone to try and get Thor. But Rocket's like, that's not Rocket. Rocket's like, I'm going to get this ether. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get that arm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love so much about this movie. They did such a good job of reintegrating uh, the past with the present. When Hulk goes back and he's just like, you know, they're like, all right, big guy, make sure you smash a few things just to keep in you know to keep keep up appearances and he's like uh he's just walking around hitting cars smash smash, smash. hulk smash, hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> they did so much great stuff um the the unification of bruce banner and the hulk professor hulk yeah yep um the obviously the the battle scene at the end is fucking fantastic okay, that was one of my only complaints what? And it's no, no. The battle scene's great. No, no. So I, sh- I let me be specific. I guess I didn't like how Than- like when Thanos walks out and he's like, "I'm gonna wait for them to come to me and whatever." I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Thanos is about to get fucking stomped," because he didn't have the gauntlet, he didn't have anything, and he's gonna go up against Thor with Stormbreaker, Tony Stark with like ten, like five extra years of tech. You know, and all that jazz. I was like, he's about to get his face beaten. And then he's holding his own. And I'm like, how? Well, because he's fucking Thanos. He's a titan. They're but but what I mean is, like, he was not... Without the gauntlet, he was getting trounced. I mean, with the gauntlet, he was still not able to hold his... Well, I mean, he held his own against Thor with Stormbreaker a bit, but... You know, with without the gauntlet, it's, but it's because he had the gauntlet. 
Like, the the idea that he could hold his own against those three without a gauntlet, just, I did not believe that. And I See, thought, I, I felt like his, his power seemed to scale to the, the, what was necessary for the plot. I See, I disagree with that, because in the Infinity Wars, no one harms him. Even when the Hulk surprises him, like, he takes a couple of shots, yeah, doesn't but, but even he, bleed. He, right, right, but he had the Power Stone at that time. Um. Yeah, but still, like, he that's that doesn't change anything. Like, the Power Stone, he didn't use the Power Stone on 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 the Hulk though. He used it on on what you call it on uh on Thor. Like, he just fucking straight up no, beat the but, Hulk. But once he had it locked in, he gets that that power surge. I know he gets that boost, but what I'm saying is, I. The boost doesn't make him stronger. The boost allows him. The power stones allows you to destroy life. It doesn't make you stronger because the yeah, same thing does. with Ro- no, it doesn't. That's that's why he he pulled it out of the thing and put it in his hand to beat up uh, Captain Marvel because she was handing him his ass. Uh, I I think we disagree on that. Like the 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 Titans were especially in comic lore, the Titans were basically the strongest race of non demigod people, stronger than Asgardians. Because Asgardians are strong, but they're just, they're not like gods. That's the reason, they can die. That's the reason why, whatchamacallit dies. the reason why Thor can, got beat up by the, could get beat up by the Destroyer and stuff. Like, dealing with the Titan, it would take someone of Captain Marvel's strength to beat them. Like, Captain America, there's no world where Captain America could take down Thanos. Oh, oh, no doubt. I'm, like there's no world on board on that one. And even in the fight between Thor and whatchamacallit, Thor and Thanos, I'd probably still put my money on Thanos just because he's a he's a Titan. Thanos versus Thor, no gauntlet. I don't know. He's a Titan. In in well, let me put it like this. In the MCU I would probably put my money on Thor. Um on Fat Thor though? Out of shape Thor? Hmm. Like, that's that was my big thing about. Like, I understand people were like, "What you know? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. But like but, I said, that's my only complaint about that. Other than that, uh, it was pretty pretty good. Like, I loved it. And um, like, my favorite scene is uh, when it looks like all is lost, and then those, you know, you hear Falcon say, "On your left." I was yeah, like, I went. Oh, can you hear yeah. me, Captain? Cap. On your left. And then those circles just start opening up. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. They did such a good job of, of like giving you time between the second snap and then when it's like, yeah, you know, the again, the Sanctum folks, they may not be the strongest, but what they can do is they can muster an army from around the world. Like, yeah, you could be like, you guys go to Wakanda. You guys go to pick up these people. You guys go to pick up these people. And then boom. Okay, and I guess that would be my second complaint. I wish that uh, Okoye had a bigger role in this thing. Uh, I I hear people saying that, and I just I I don't really get that point. She's not an Avenger. This is an Avenger movie. Well, it's not a survival Avengers. Movie. I mean, uh, Rocket's no, not an she's Avenger. not. The Guardians have been Avengers before, and the fact the only reason why he was a, was part of it was because he was part of. I mean, he was working out in space, so, like, it makes sense. 
Okoye had to. Okoye basically was in charge of Wakanda, so it didn't make sense for her to. Because if she's not there, who's running Wakanda? I'm sure that she. You think she was running Wakanda? I don't think she was running Wakanda. Who else was? Shuri's gone. The king is gone. I'm sure this. I'm sure they had another uh, tournament, and that's another thing that I kind of like. Uh, on um, Cinema Chat, the question was, uh, "What movie should have a, a TV series?" And I kind of want to know. Like, I would read a a novel on what happened after the snap. Or well, that's the thing. You could have a show this. called. You could have a show called Snap. Because, like, I want to know, like, what does happen? Because I have to think that they had another tournament or whatever and that there's another black panther in the next five years you know no because there's no whatchamacallit there's no more heart-shaped herb i'm sure that we're gonna find out that somebody says some heart-shaped herb either way i still think that they still would have had a black panther they still would have had a king of wakanda or a queen of wakanda and then it's like all these people who got snapped and came back like can you imagine being 16 and then you have that day and next thing you know you're 21 does that mean these 16 year olds can drink now can they vote what's going on here I don't even think that's it. I think it's the fact you have that snap and you come back and you're still 16 and your buddies are 21. Right, that too. You know, you, you have that snap, you lost your wife or husband, you moved on, and all of a sudden now you're married again and now your husband or wife is back. Like, yeah. these are questions like I kind of want to know like what happens next. Well, who knows? Maybe when Tony snapped, he snapped everything back to its original... No, he didn't. He just brought everyone back to the present. Remember, that was a whole deal. Well, not Tony Snap. Uh, whole That's movie. what I'm saying. But what if Tony Snap was erase the invaders and bring us back? No. Erase the snap. But we don't know what Tony Snap was. His snap was to get rid of Thanos. In his we army. don't know what. Yes, but we don't know what his full snap is. And then the is. question is, what happens to Thanos and all that stuff that happened in the past for five years? Because Thanos came back to. He came to the future, so he didn't do all that shit. Well, that's my point. If Tony snapped him from all time and his forces from all time, then with that snap, if you erase Thanos in the past, then the snap doesn't happen. Right. I'm just saying that's a plot hole. Mm, we don't like in. We don't know what. We don't know what. What should we call it? We don't know and what. From what I understand, I think some of that might be addressed in um, Far From Home. I think it's supposed to be. From what I hear, and this is rumor, but like Far From Home is supposed to be a epilogue to Infinity War stuff. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the reason why like everyone's just like, oh, they didn't explain everything. I'm like, calm down. More movies are coming out. Right, right, right. Like they're they're gonna let you know because otherwise, all those people who were snapped, if those five years actually happen, um, then. Then you just like you say you have a clusterfuck of things like you have towns and cities that were probably abandoned when half of their or maybe because th- that's the thing you know the snap took out half of life you know but it doesn't mean that it took fifty percent of Boston's living population and fifty percent of New York's living Boston like it might have taken eighty percent of New York you know yeah you know what I also was thinking you know in the grand scheme of things there's probably a planet that was just not touched at all. And then there's probably a planet where everybody was decimated, unless it was like 
50% of life on this planet, 50% of life on every planet type thing. But if it was just like 50% of, of life throughout the whole universe, there are probably places that were never touched. Or places where like one person died and everybody was like, I don't know where he went. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the reason why I think, um, that's the reason why I think if it's just 50% of humans, 50% of leopards, 50% of chimpanzees, you know, like if it's all, if, say it's just like that. With the way humans are spread out in the world, some cities are going to take bigger hits than others. Mm-hmm. Like Barbados is not going to have the loss that the United States is or that China is, India, you know? And so when that snap happens, like, yeah, there are going to be entire cities that are going to have to be abandoned just because there aren't enough people in them anymore. You know, small Midwestern towns where, you know, like Winterville, North Carolina, population of 2,500. For some odd reason, they lost 2,000 people. Now they're only 500 people, some of them kids, some of them elderly. They're not enough people for the homes that are there. Mm-hmm. We leave it and we move to a bigger city. You know, like like you said, that is definitely a, a series I would watch because the fallout of shit like that, I can't imagine if after the snap, say you're still alive and I'm still alive, but living in Gloucester, we lost 80% of our people, you know? Because mm-hmm. part of you would be like, well, you're trying to deal with the people you lost, but you're also like, hey, man, maybe I'm going to move in a seaside mansion. Or do I even care about that stuff anymore? Right, and then those people who did move into those places, now all of a sudden people are like, hey, get out that, get out of my house. Like, this has been like, my house uh, for five years. This has been my house for five years. Go find your own fucking house. Right. Yeah, like that's the reason why I think they're going to have to close that loop. I bet they just don't even talk about it and just let people speculate. I bet that's mm. what happens. But anyway, um, I guess we'll find out when we hear Far From Home. And, like, we don't really know what the next phase is. It's going to be interesting to figure that out as well. Like, how celestial do they go? How space-heavy do we go? I, but either way, I can't wait. So, uh, But until then, I, I think we've we've gone on far too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well what was your favorite moment? Favorite one, the one moment that was... Was it the on your left or... The Hell Hydra. Let's let's exit with that. What was like that one scene where you're like, this made the movie for me? Um, for oh no no Captain America with uh, Mjolnir, because that's something that we've seen in the comics and to actually see it happen. That was yep. amazing. That was it for me as well. I love Sam getting the shield. Oh, that too. Um, yeah. you know when he's like, "How's it feel?" Like it's not mine. He's like, "Well, it is." Like it's somebody else's, and he's like, "Well, it's not," or whatever. Um, but I'm with you, uh, Cap. Getting meal in there, I and that's the thing I loved about watching, uh, seeing Endgame, and then you know having all the different Avengers movies being on television and watching Infinity War on Netflix. It's just like they left so many crumbs to things that they were going to do in the fourth movie. You know, in Age of Ultron, where. Uh, Captain America is the only one who's able to move the to move Milner. Like that shit was coming. Um so yeah, I appreciated that movie, but that scene in particular was the balls yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I hope they actually give us a Captain Falcon movie. I hope they don't I have I have a feeling that we're not gonna see that. It's gonna kinda piss me off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. You know, I can't wait for phase four, phase five, mm-hmm. whatever phase they're on. Um, 
I want a Captain America movie with Sam and Winter Soldier. Um, I want that shit. I want it all. I want it all. Yeah, yeah. I want a yeah. Birds of Prey style, whatchamacallit, um, movie with like... Female uh, adventures. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, yeah. I want a Young Avengers with, with Hawkeye's daughter, with Tony Stark's daughter, with Shuri as the captain of the team. I want all that shit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll get some of that. But uh, until then, we want to thank you all for listening. Um, as always, please speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. <coughs> on your that. left. Why'd you do that? You just messed it up. I was doing on your left. <laughs> You're terrible. It's a bad fully art. Terrible. And you can find Jonathan at TimmyWMF on Twitter and the instas and you can also follow him on getting ranked uh podcast that he does that's here on the brother brother podcast network can we say we have a podcast network i'm saying yes <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow that twitter at getting ranked pc uh and you can find reggie aka hedonis at h-i-d-d-a-n-a-s uh he is a co-host for the Cinema Chat podcast. You should check that out. As well as a frequent guest and uh, co-host on Getting Ranked, uh, which again is at Getting Ranked PC. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to um, review, rate, and subscribe.